like to introduce to you one of the famous guests of Family Worship Center. Would you give it up for Pastor Steve and Miss Sherry? Would you stand? Let everybody give you a big hand clap. 53 years. Let me tell you what, I'm just going to turn them loose. I don't have really any questions. I'm going to let them tell you the secrets and dreams and visions. He's a preacher. He knows how to talk. Amen. Let's go. Talk to our people, Pastor Steve, Miss Sherry. Well, I had a lot of different things I thought we would probably share, but, uh, you know, with that first couple and then you and Miss Amy and, of course, the others on the video have covered about everything that we, we thought and thought, well, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've, uh, this coming May the 30th, we'll have 53 years together. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we dated four years, I think, before we, yeah, <laughs> before, before we got married, but the problem, you know, uh, I know you've talked a lot about, you know, before you get married, know the person, know what their faith is, and, and uh, uh, the problem with us, though, uh, at the beginning, was I was so much older than her. She was 13, and I was 18. <laughs> And, uh, you know, everybody would tell me, even my parents, now it wasn't because they didn't love her, they did. But uh, she was saved when she was five years old, and she's always loved God. And she thought I was a Christian because I went to church. My mom and dad made sure that you talking about keep your kids in church. My mom and dad always did that. And uh, it didn't make any difference, you know, what you'd been out on Saturday night doing and uh, how drunk you got or how sick you was. Sunday morning, come Sunday morning, you got up and got ready and went to church. Right. So uh, I was brought up in church, and I've never, I don't remember a time when I ever doubted there was a God. I, I've always believed in God believed in Jesus uh, because I could see it in my mom and dad. I had a wonderful mom and dad. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, when I got a little bit older, uh, my mom and dad even said, you know, said, well, Steve, don't you think she's a little bit too young for you? By this time, she was 16 and I was 21. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, that's what everybody said, but I said, they just something about her. And I'm telling you, she's a baby doll. You know? <laughs> Still is. You know? And uh, raise my eyebrows at her every once in a while. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was just something about her that uh, I, 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 I just can't leave her alone. You know? And I, even though I wasn't saved, I believe God knew that we were meant for each other. But uh, I guess one of the biggest things I, I want to share is that, uh, you know, as I said, she thought I was a Christian because I went to church all the time. But uh, she soon found out after we were married that I wasn't a Christian. <laughs> you know? And uh, she had, uh, you know, told me that uh, 
you know, of course, I was rapidly becoming an alcoholic. If I wasn't already, the only thing I hadn't attended any meetings yet. But uh, I knew what I was doing was wrong. And because of her commitment to Christ, I wanted to change. I, I wanted to become a Christian. I wanted to do right. And, uh, you know, God had begun to deal with me. And uh, she, of course, was praying for me. And the church uh, where I grew up was praying for me as a Baptist church, you know. And God bless, John Osteen says, God bless the Baptist. Uh, you know, if they teach anything, they'll teach you how to get born again. And uh, so, anyway, they were, the church people was praying for me, and uh, my wife was, well, what, uh, you know, she was praying for me. And uh, I was under conviction, and she had told me, she said, I'm not going to have any children with you, with you drinking. She had some uh, problems on her mother's side with that, and she, she knew what it was like and what hell it would bring into the home life. And she wasn't threatening to leave me. She just said, I'm not going to have any children and bring them up in this until you, you quit, you know. And I was sick of it anyway. God was dealing with me, and uh, she was praying for me, and she uh, had a dream. God gave her a dream that uh, the rapture was taking place, and she was going up to be with Jesus, and she looked back, and the earth was on fire. Flames was licking the earth, you know, and... Uh, she looked back up to Jesus and said, no, <laughs> I get a little bit emotional sometimes, but uh, she said, no, Lord, not without Steve. And when she looked back, I was coming up to take her by the hand. And I got born again not long after that, May the 27th. <laughs> on May the 27th, 1972, on a Saturday night in West Oakwood Baptist Church, approximately 20 minutes after 8 o'clock, I got born again. Praise God. And uh, so I guess, uh, you know, the uh, I'm sure a lot of, maybe some of y'all, uh, when you first got married, maybe one or the other of you wasn't married, wasn't a, I mean, wasn't a Christian. Uh, I don't know, it seems like the women usually are the ones that come to Christ first. I think it's because they're more sensitive to things like that, you know. Maybe not in every case. Sometimes, uh, you know, the husband may be a Christian and the wife's not, but in what I've experienced, most of the time it's, the wife is the Christian and the husband's not. But anyway, that was our situation. But, but what I wanted to uh, encourage you about, uh, you know, is if you have a mate that is not a Christian, and you are, don't give up. That's good. Don't give up. You know, 
And uh, I believe because of uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 31-32, when, uh, you know, Paul and Silas was in Philippi, and uh, they were beaten and cast into prison for preaching the gospel. And, uh, you know, it said at midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God. And there was an earthquake. I think it was really a spiritual earthquake because if it had been a literal one, it would have woken the whole city up, you know. But uh, nobody else knew anything till the next day. But uh, the jailer, when everything happened, you know, and all their chains and stalks fell off, uh, he grabbed a light and sprang in and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And he said, whether well, he was going to fall on his sword and kill himself because he was responsible for, you know, keeping the prisoners. And, uh, but then Paul said, do yourself no harm. We're still here. And he grabbed a light and sprang in where they were and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy whole house. God is a God of household salvation. Hallelujah. Yes. And, uh, you know, in the book of Exodus, before the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, uh, and they gave the instructions to them, they said, a lamb per house. A lamb per house. Praise God. And so... uh, You know, I saw from that that uh, God is a God of household salvation. You may have, uh, you know, made a lot of mistakes, which, you know, as y'all been sharing, we we do. None of us are perfect. Uh, (laughs) I sometimes get to thinking that, uh, you know, I know a little bit, but then I come to find out I uh, didn't know as much as I thought I did. And, uh, but... uh, you know, there's always hope. That, that's the thing I want to leave with you today. If you're in that situation, believe God. Don't uh, try to nag them, you know, and just fuss at them all the time because that will push them further away. That's one thing that I can say uh, that Sherry has never done is she's never ragged me about anything. Uh, you know, she just be quiet love me <laughs> you know and uh, I guess that's why I got under such conviction was because I saw the Jesus in her and the Bible talks about that in First Peter chapter 3 it don't have to be you know the adorning of the hair and uh, apparel you put on and all that kind of stuff but it's the inward man the hidden man of the heart and how they behave you know, before their mate is what will draw them, you know. And that that was the case with us, uh, you know. I could see Jesus in her, and uh, I guess that was one of the things, and, you know, beside my mom and dad, that made me want to become a Christian. I, I knew it was real, and I knew what I was doing was wrong. But then also when you get married and you start having children you know my boys are grown 
I believe the oldest one's what, 49, and the other one's 43, I believe. And we got five grandkids, great-grandkids, uh, two great-grandkids, five grandchildren. And uh, I've confessed all the time that none of my family is going to hell. Amen. None of them. And uh, I have a right because they're of, of my lineage. They're, they're my children, my family. And uh, I confess all the time, none of my boys is not going to hell. They're both born again uh, and preach a little bit, but uh, whenever I let them. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you wind it up here in just a minute. But, uh, but uh, uh, and I've confessed that over my grandchildren. And as far as I know, all my grandchildren are saved. And I got two grand, little great-grandchildren. They're coming up, a boy and a girl. And probably going to have some more before long. But uh, I've already been confessing salvation over them. Uh, you know, the Bible says sin will be visited to the third and fourth generation, but righteousness to a thousand generations. And so if Jesus tarries for a thousand more years, that means a thousand generations of my children are going to be born again. I tell you, I won't give up. I won't quit. I love that, Steve. I'll say this. That's one of those you heard us at the very beginning. Yeah. Is to say to the church... Yeah. I felt that a couple of weeks ago I was preaching and I, I actually asked them, when will we get the conviction to understand the importance? Yeah. I watched families run their kids around town for sports. I mean, every sport, nowadays sports is yeah. almost God. Yeah. You know, you're playing baseball and basketball and football and soccer and all these things. And these families, I mean, we, our city spent $7 million to build uh, 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 courts or, or uh, uh, soccer stadium up here for these kids. They're there you know, two months out of the year for, you know, and churches every week and they're up there by the dozens, you know, and then basketball, you know, they're, they're at the civic center watching basketball games. Listen, if we miss, if we miss that our own family, if we, if we, if we are so self deluded with the idea, I mean, and I hear you and it's just the passion of my heart. I, I, if I, I want my family. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah.